Are you still suffering from supply chain issues? Are they disrupting your operations? Well, have no fear because Graybar has you covered and you can rely on their nationwide logistics network to get what you need, where they need, when they need to get there and all within budget. Graybar is a trusted and leading North American distributor of electrical communications, data networking, industrial products, literally supporting products of any industry, construction, hospitals, industrial plants, schooling, it doesn't matter. Just one clear mission to serve as that vital link in the supply chain, adding value for customers and suppliers with innovative solutions and services. So here's what you need to do. Visit graybar.com to start an order today. Visit graybar.com to start an order today and fix those supply chain issues with Graybar. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is a preview episode for the match part three. Little Thanksgiving week special. Greg Ducharme is here to help me break this all down. Greg, happy Thanksgiving week. Gobble, gobble. Happy Thanksgiving week to everybody, all the listeners, you, Kyle, and you, uh, Rick and Jacob, of course, um, and and Mark, who's not with us today. Um, we've all it all seems that we've done a, at least an episode from our mother's basement um, today. That today I'm joining into the into the party. So, it's, your, um, it's your turn happy to be here. <laughs> My turn. Love it, Kyle Porter. Also here, KP. Happy Thanksgiving week. Yeah, you too. I think I've done an episode from my mom's basement, my mother-in-law's basement, my. A doc, a random doc. A couple of friends, but yeah, a doc, a boat doc. Uh, that might have been DJ's doc. You guys don't, you guys don't know even where I was Ooh. at early. Um, yeah, I, can I say that I'm actually, I think maybe more excited about. We're going to talk about the match today. I think I might be more excited about this one than the other two. Ooh, okay. interesting. We can. We, well, well, there's no better time than now. Tell, tell me why. Let's jump into this. <laughs> I think that and I was reading this article on CNBC and it was the executive producer. I can't remember his name, but he was talking about how he's like, look, everybody wants Tiger at these things. He's the best ever. And that's true. That although we can talk about his career being worried, uh, he is the best ever. He goes, we're trading the best golf ever for maybe the worst golf ever. <laughs> but the, the, and and I, I was glad he brought this up because I think this is instructive. The, the point of these things is not like to hit, nobody cares really about like the golf shots you're hitting. It's mm-hmm. like, was it entertaining? Was it funny? And the first one was not at all. I mean, Tiger and Phil and like they didn't talk. It was, it was kind of weird. Yep. The last one, the, the one in May was, was better. Um, but I, I think this one with Peyton and Barkley and I don't know. I think it could be kind of a circus, which is what I'm what I'm all about. Well, it is interesting. You're you're absolutely right. I'd love to bring Greg in on this. The the first match was 
boring, right? I mean, those guys didn't even really talk to each other. The fact that they didn't have earpieces, all that stuff. And then we we talked about this in May when you inject Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, Greg, he becomes your de facto host, right? So he can kind of keep this whole thing going. It is now more about entertainment than it is about the golf, which is a much different wrinkle. And we had Charles, right? We had Charles in the booth uh, in May. He's in everybody's ear. Now he's got to put his money where, he ma- where his mouth is and actually hit some golf shots. You know, it's funny to think about. We we so quickly forget about this, but I think it's a really important element. What, what's the purpose of these? The purpose of the first match was these guys were going to go play for $9 million, <laughs> right? So is it is that about entertainment? If that's about entertainment, it 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 paints a picture that this is, um, it, it's not a winner take all bet for $9 million. If you were going to play for $9 million, you would take it pretty seriously. And I wouldn't, care at all if anybody thought it was entertaining i want my nine million right so the the purpose changed in the second rendition of the match which i think is important to note it changed dramatically and you could argue it changed for the better from a viewer's perspective it definitely changed for the better it was so much more entertaining um the the broadcast learned so much about how to cover it and it became a a show that was worth more than just the golf. And that, that has led to the opportunity now to have guys that aren't PGA tour players play. And people are going to watch a golf tournament. That's not necessarily PGA tour players. It's interesting. The $9 million thing was, it was, I mean, they chipped off a putting green for, for nine. Like it was, yeah, it's a good point you either have to take it really seriously or not seriously at all. And they were in this like weird middle space where it was for $9 million, but they were also chipping off a putting green for the, for the championship. So I'm glad, and I'm glad you brought it up. I'm glad that they've shifted more to, Hey, it's just like, it's an entertainment product. I saw an article where talking about maybe rotating in guys like Patrick Mahomes and like getting other quarterbacks involved. Like that's, that's the direction that this should head because then you bring in, um, you bring in Chiefs fans, you bring in uh, Buccaneers fan or what I don't know who's a Tom Brady fan. You bring in, uh, you know, fans of football that are like, oh, I want to see, I want to see Tom Brady or whoever hit some golf shots. And I think that's kind of the value of of, uh, of a product like this. Well, I also I think it to that point, Kyle. It makes golf cool. All of a sudden, your hero, if you're a 10 year old kid and you're a huge football fan, and all of a sudden your favorite player, Patrick Mahomes, or maybe it's Peyton Manning or, or Steph Curry, is playing in a golf match and they're having fun, well, it might inspire you to go play the game, take up the game, follow the game, learn who Phil Mickelson really is. Um, I, I know many people know already, but there, there's likely a football fan out there who's not familiar with Phil. And they're going to get a chance to see him and see how fun he is. And it, it can open up a whole new world. So I, I think that's where the value to the game goes. Uh, but I do, I do think it's important to keep some tour presence involved at, at least one, if not two players in the future. Can you, real quick, can you imagine them doing this in the, like the opposite sport? Like Phil trying to play corner? Have you seen Phil throw a football? I was, yes. Yeah. He's a laser, just a cannon. Yeah. Yeah. But put his put his arm up against Patrick Mahomes' arm no. and it doesn't look so much like a cannon. Bill <laughs> trying to like cross over Andre Iguodala. <laughs> <laughs>
well, it's funny, you know, we we mentioned the entertainment aspect of this, but this uh, there, there's a much larger charitable aspect uh, to the second and third matches as well. This one is uh, co- contributions towards highlighting diversity, equality and inclusion at HBCUs, which is historically black colleges and universities, while also providing meals through Feeding America this holiday season, Greg. So just to put a bow on, this is a completely different. I mean, it was it was gluttonous to watch two guys play for nine million dollars from a chipping green. This is kind of the total opposite. Of that. Yeah, it's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because we're kind of looking at this from a viewer's a completely selfish perspective. And what they've done is the first one benefiting COVID relief. Right. Um, and this one now with this benefit and all of a sudden it's, it's far less gluttonous. Now it doesn't feel <laughs> like two rich guys playing to get richer. Uh, it feels like, you know, this has, this has a beneficial cause. So I, I feel a lot less guilty about uh, enjoying watching this. Um, I feel a lot less guilty about talking about it, talking about how to bet on it when it goes to a good cause. So it, it's definitely a good thing. Uh, the format for this time is modified alternate shot, 18 holes of it. Uh, they played nine holes of this in the match two. It'll be a full 18 of modified alternate shot, which means every single player will tee off. And then the teams will decide which shot they want to use off the tee. And it'll be alternate shot after that. The teams are Phil Mickelson and Charles Barkley and the other side being Steph Curry and Peyton Manning. Guys, we should probably just go like, let's go one by one here let's let's go through these four guys uh let's let's see what's going on let's start with the most known entity that is phil mickelson kyle he has not been good on the pga tour but i cannot stress enough this is entirely different he is going to be head and shoulders uh bar none by far the best player on the course on on friday well he hasn't been good on the pga tour but he has been good on the champions tour and we think about, like we think about guys that we think about these guys being big names, especially like Steph and Peyton. And, and we, I think because they're like famous names, we, we liken them to like PGA Tour Pro. And it's not, you're not within the like standard DBA. I mean, Steph's pretty good, but it's he, still not yeah. And as bad as Phil's been on the PGA Tour, he's, I, and, and we'll get to the odds or whatever in a minute. I think. I think you might, I don't know. It, we, we, I want to talk through the format because I was a little confused by it. I, I, I understand it more now. Um, I thought that, I thought that Phil was going to have to rely on Barkley on like, how, on like some of the shots. He's not, he, he could theoretically like play the entire thing himself. No, he can't. He's going to have to. So if they use his, if they use his tee shot, Charles is going to have to hit all of his approach shots. So they do. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So he does. He does have to rely on Barkley. He does. Yes. Now That's they can. It's going to be a problem. We'll talk about Charles in a second. And 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 yes, obviously, a lot of strategy comes into play because. Greg, if, you know, if Barkley can get, yeah, I don't even know what is realistic. 180, 200 yards off the tee. Can he find a fairway? Is it worth having Phil hit your second shot in that situation? Because the second shot is so valuable. Like there, there is some level of strategy around this. It, the difficulty in handicapping this is you don't know what the hole looks like going forward. So for instance, a 220 yard approach shot from Phil Mickelson is probably going to be better on average than a shot. I don't from, even know from, what the number Peyton, is from like, Peyton Manning from 160 yards. 
Well, in in terms of Ch- uh, of Chuck, right? Where is he? Where where does it become worthy for for to use Phil's tee shot if if Chuck's in play? If Barkley's in play, you almost have to use Phil's second shot because what what's the yardage? Is it sixty yard from sixty yards? Are you going to trust Charles Barkley? No. <laughs> are you going to trust him from third? So it get, you get to the question: Can he putt? <laughs> The difference is, can, can he putt? If, if, if Charles Barkley can putt, I'm okay with it. So that's where the line gets drawn. What's the golf course look like? If you're talking about an island green, you can't have Charles Barkley hit the approach shot. You can't do it. You have, so Phil has to hit that approach shot. This is where it gets extremely challenging. But if they can position it where Charles Barkley's shots that count are are putts, right? Or maybe it's a hybrid bump and run. They have some strategy that can get them away from disaster. They have a chance, but this is a lot of stress on a guy. You, you, your weak link in this is as unpredictable as, as it gets. It's more unpredictable than Phil Mickelson is on the PGA tour. So I, it, yeah, well, uh, I need, I need Mark Brody on some of, some of Barkley's. <laughs> I mean, that's just like, can, can Brody even calculate that? Oh, okay. So let's talk about Barkley. He has guaranteed victory in this match. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just the best thing ever. Uh, and, and someone went back and, you know, he does that, you know, NBA on TNT and went back to uh, calculate all the times that Charles Barkley has guaranteed something. He's like 12.3% in getting it right. So guarantees, not all that great for Chuck, but... Here's, here's the case I actually want to make about Charles Barkley, because I know for the last decade, he has been a punching bag. He has been the guy that everyone laughs at with his golf swing. Kyle, that, that hitch in his swing that we all remember, that doesn't exist anymore. He is still a very bad golfer, but he is nowhere near as bad as he was, call it, six years ago. So here's the problem. I, I was reading an article on Golf Digest. I think it was today. Um, I can't. Dave, I think Dave Shabosky wrote it. It was good. He 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 talked to Charles, and you had sent you had texted us a video that where Barkley had played one hole right uh, during the last or after the last match with Justin Thomas, and he didn't look that bad. Like it looked, it wasn't great, but it it was serviceable. I mean, it was something that Phil could have won with. I think. I think the problem is that. And, and, and this is what Barkley said in the interview. This was, I think, two days ago, maybe yesterday. He said when the, when the, when the camera turns on, so that, that got filmed and posted later. It wasn't a lie. Right. So when the camera turns on, he gets like, like I don't know, like ans- I don't know what happened, anxious or whatever, and the hitch comes back. So I'm interested. I, I, think, you're, I think you're right. I think he's – I can't believe I'm talking seriously about Charles Barkley's golf. I think he's – a lot better than he used to be. I just get concerned that he sees that red light and it's back to the, you know, just Curry said needing a 24 second shot clock to, to get his swing off. It, it, it is, it is interesting that, yeah, right. They, they filmed that segment, they recorded it or they, they posted it later because they were running into daylight issues, Greg, if you remember at the match too, but like he hits a pretty poor, a tee shot but he gets it out there in the fairway he lays up he hits a wedge into the green and then he three putts like it wasn't pretty but it is it is 
I will contend, and and if the if the if the hitch comes back, everything's off. Just just throw See, it all out the window. But I contend that he's not as bad as Ekholm. Uh yeah, I, I believe that. But still, what do you trust in? <laughs> like, what do you have to do to beat Peyton Manning and Steph? Curry? I mean, Steph Curry is a really good player, and and Peyton Manning was incredibly reliable. So these guys are going to be able to make scores. I don't. And, I don't know that I see the path to, to Charles and Phil winning. I, I don't there I don't see a path. I don't. Because you just there's too much to trust and it's match play. So you're just gonna one bad shot and the holes you lose the hole. Because the bad shot for Charles Barkley is not the bad shot for Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning hits it in the bunker, or they get it up and down, or they don't, and they make a bogey or they make a par. Charles Barkley can hit it three feet. I mean, he could he could injure Phil. He could take Phil out. <laughs> so this is uh, I don't see the path. Here's the other thing, Rick. I wanted to bring up that hole that he played with Justin Thomas. Yeah. The 18th hole at Medalist. If you're trying to make a bogey, right? You, you're not trying to make a bird. You're just trying to make a bogey. It it's not that hard because you have water to the right up the yeah. whole right side. It's a wide fairway, but the left side of the hole tilts. It, it tilts down to the to the right, so you can hit it up the left almost as far as you want, and it's just going to feed back to the middle. Right, exactly. And you just do that again, and you do it again. And on your second shot, if you miss left, even you're going up to the driving range, and it's not out of bounds. It's just it's fine. You can stay away from the water there and make a make a. a bogey or double relatively easily you can avoid all the trouble i just don't know what this golf course brings and if it gives you that kind of width and you can play extremely safe that would be where these guys give them a run but other than that i it, it's not going to be pretty <laughs> the problem is i think it, it's a distance problem he just hits these ground balls and Phil's going to have just forever. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what teams are. I don't know what any of this is going to look like, but he'll hit like a 130 yard ground ball. And then Phil's got like 270. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's just Phil's going to have to be kind of on from deep to, to even have a chance. I think. I'll, I'll try to lay out a case for, for Phil and Phil and Chuck later, but uh, let's talk about the other side of this. Steph Curry, Peyton Manning, um, Steph Curry. Uh, he's, got to be the best uh athlete that we've seen injected in one of these i mean he his his game is real he's he's pretty long off the tee this the the swing looks good he's played in a couple of corn fairy tour events he's played that ellie may classic greg a couple of times now he went 71 86 in his two rounds i think it was two years ago and everything that i've seen his long game pretty legit the closer he gets to uh the green he's still much better than i much better than the average but he's not like I mean, corn fairy guys would, would wipe the floor with him, but he, you know, he leaves himself with a lot of five footer, five, five footers for par. That's a lot of stress on me. Uh, you know, he can, he can knock those in, but it's, it's, it's really impressive stuff. What he's able to do. He's really, yeah, he's really good. I mean, if you can shoot a 71 in a, uh, in a professional golf event, if you could shoot, go shoot 71 in a tournament. It, it's really challenging to do for players that are not tournament golfers, right? Like I'm not a tournament golfer. I don't play a regular schedule of tournaments. If, if you're like that, when you do play in a tournament, it's completely different. And that's why when you keep track of your handicap, there are a couple of 
ways you track the course you play. You play your home course, you play an away course, a course that is not your home course or a tournament. And the tournament is uh, your score counts for more in essence. Um, so to be able to shoot a 71 in a, in a professional tournament is extremely impressive and it speaks to the talent to shoot an 86 in a professional tournament is not a detractor of anything other than the fact that he's not a professional golfer. So we can all understand that, but I think you're going to see some real talent. You're going to see um, a a light Steph Curry. I think you're going to see him play really well uh, and he's going to make it hard on, he's going to make it really hard on Phil. A couple of things, Kyle, have you ever seen Holy Moly? No. What? (laughs) Oh, the, the mini putt, the mini putt. This is the, I've only seen the commercials for it. I've it's never the mini golf it. game on, I, I think it's on, I don't know what that network it is. ABC, sorry, CBS. Uh, so it's Holy Moly. Steph Curry is like an executive producer on this. It's like extreme mini golf. Have you ever seen this? Uh, no, it is like, it is like wipeout and mini golf is the way okay. that I would. I've seen it before. I've never watched it. Okay, so it, I believe Steph is an executive producer. It's a lot of fun. Also, uh, what I love about Steph Curry is he, I feel like he plays golf kind of in the same way that he plays basketball, or at least I've what I've noticed in the highlights. He's like Ricky Fowler-esque in trying to run these putts in from like five and 10. He just, he's like, he's taking his shots, baby. Like he's, he's not going to hesitate on a three and he is not going to leave one short on the putting greens. He's going to take a crack at it. Yeah, I think him and, him and uh, Peyton are going to kind of pair well together. I mean, I don't know. I went into the, the second match not really having high expectations of Peyton, but he was pretty good. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he, he uh, yeah, I, I don't know. He's better than I thought he would. He, he, was probably, he was probably the most impressive one, right? I mean, he was just super solid. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I guess that's a little bit my point of like, if Steph wants to make some runs and Peyton can be like pretty steady, I think they can. I mean, it might be a Justin Rose, Henrik Stinson situation here. It might just be a out for Phil and Charles. <laughs> it's Peyton's really reliable. The the golf swing's really reliable, and um, we took a look at his swing when during the the match too, and it's got a really stable club face and for a guy who's again not a tournament player it's really effective and he's going to keep the ball in front of him and you're not going to see a lot of curve on a Peyton Manning shot um, especially to the right you'll see some he'll draw it he'll hit some draws he's a shut face player but he's not going to hit very many uh, to the other way he's not going to hit many to the right so that's that's really beneficial you have a really steady player and a guy like Steph, who feels like he's a, I mean, he had, at least is really confident and he should be. He's a, a plus handicap. So I think they're going to be a good team, a formidable opponent. The thing that Peyton has going for him is uh, probably just plays golf all the time. You know, like no other responsibilities, right? Besides the commercials, like Steph Curry still has to be an NBA basketball player. Like Charles isn't playing golf every week. Like Peyton's, Peyton's got a lot of time to do, do whatever he wants, play a lot of golf. He's got that going for him. You know where he's playing too. What's that? You know where he's playing? No, where? Oh, wait. Can I say? Augusta yeah. National? Yeah. Yeah. Ever heard of it? It's a good place to warm up for a match like this. I would think so. I would think so. That's awesome. There are plenty of prop action for this KP. Here's a couple of interesting ones. These are all, I think these are all pretty bad. Make a putt from 30 or more feet. Charles Barkley, four to one. Steph Curry and Peyton Manning, one and a half to one. What's what's the likelihood somebody makes a 30-footer on the PGA Tour, let alone one of these guys? 
I mean, it, it could be 40 to one. <laughs> and I, I just, I mean, what are the, what, what, you know, when they put up, when, when somebody's 30 feet away and they put up a percentage there. Yeah. It's like, I'll, t- I'll tell you what it is. I, I'm going to pull up the putting, the, the shot link putting chart here. Give me a uh, 30 seconds. This is like a speed in 2015 number. <laughs> and even, yeah, this, that's a good point. Right. Four to one or four. Are you kidding me? I mean, I guess it's throughout the entirety of the round. So you, in, in theory, there's, it, here's the other factor there. It's modified alternate shot. So it's not like everybody's going to have a 30 footer on every hole. It's yeah. not like every team's going to have a 30 footer on every hole. So you're going to get what, what, I mean, 12, 30 footers, a PGA tour pro is 7% to hit a 30 footer. There you go. That's what I, I said. Seven. Yeah. And that's a PGA tour player. These this guys are much my, worse. This is one of my favorite things is that and I can't, I think it's a Mark Brody thing where he talks about how you think that the winner of a, of an event makes like 10, 30 footers, but the number like throughout the week of, of, I think it was like 20 footers even that an average winner on the tour makes, it was like, it was like three to four. I mean, it was so low, like one around. Um, so yeah, don't don't take any of these bets. <laughs> holding holding off from off the green, Greg. Uh, so I guess this is maybe you get lucky, you hit one just into the fringe, you roll it in. Chuck is six to one. Steph is Pey- Steph and Peyton four to one. Again, I'll, I'm happy to book any of this action at <laughs> these numbers. Like maybe it happens, I guess. But is it going to happen one every six times? One every six times you play for Charles Barkley to hole off from. Does it happen once in a year? This has this, he ever hold out from off the green? Has he ever done? I mean, these are so I, I think these odds are just hor they're they're horrible odds. Here's the most atrocious one. Hole out from a hundred plus yards. Charles Barkley 25 to 1, Steph Curry, Peyton Manning 15 to 1. That would assume Kyle, like, okay, so you know, one out of every 16, Steph's gonna hole out from a hundred y- yards and out. So he's doing it once around. He's doing it once around. That's a joke. I will buy and wear a Baker Mayfield jersey (laughs) on this podcast for the rest of, for all of 2021. If Charles Barkley holds out from 75 or more yards, that even have to be a hundred. Please Charles. Wow. Okay. Please Please, Charles. I beg of you. This is this one here. The, the hundred plus yard. This is the Brady bet. This, this is on here because of what Brady did. How far was, how far was Brady? I thought I think it was like 107 or something. Like 120, but it, it might have been closer. That was the moment of the year. That was great. But but I got a question for you guys. Do you think <laughs> if there was a bet that any of these happen, right? You got you got Charles Barkley, Steph Curry, Peyton Manning, three of those guys with okay. these three bets. Any any one of the nine options, if it hits, what kind of odds would that be? So like somebody I, will I like make this. a putt from 30 feet. Somebody holds off from off the green. Somebody holds out from 100 yards. Any right. of those happen, it hit. What what would those odds be? It would have to be 10 to 1 for me. I want yeah. to see, I see uh, somebody put like a Twitter poll in front of Rick with Colin Markawa's drive on 16 at the PGA <laughs> and Brady's hole out and for Rick to cast a vote for Brady's hole out as the moment of the golf. <laughs> and like do it unironically, just like, I believe that was the best shot of the year. 
<laughs> I mean, listen, I expect Colin Morikawa to do what he did. Uh, Tom Brady to that point looked terrible. Charles Barkley was razzing him. That's how bad it was. And he holds unbelievable. Maybe, maybe definitely the most surprising shot of the year. Yeah. For sure. Um, all right. Time for picks. So we've been kind of alluding to this Steph Curry, Peyton Manning, minus 170, Greg, Phil Mickelson, Charles Barkley, plus 140. You mentioned having a little bit of trouble getting to a pathway for a Phil Charles victory. Yeah. See, this is the, this is the part that I've been dreading for the whole show <laughs> because I'm about to bet against Phil Mickelson playing with three other guys that aren't PGA tour players. You're, right? you're not that, supposed it's, to it's bet against to... the pro in an amateur game. Right. And you get the odds too. So, I mean, this is Phil Mickelson. This is a legend of the game, right? He's won 40, well, 44 times on the PGA tour. He's won five major championships and I'm going to go bet against him. And he was won recently on PGA tour champions. It, it, it's really hard for me to wrap my head around it, but this format is not good for, for them, which is probably why this match even happens and why it can even work. It's because be, of the format. It's going to be so fun to watch Phil just get worn down emotionally. Over the yes. Of <laughs> Cause you know, he'll show his emotion. He'll show emotion out there. He's going to be trying to coach up Chuck. Oh, okay. Chuck, I need something. That's right? a good point though. Let me, let me lay out, let me lay out the path to Phil and Charles winning this. this, this hold on. This feels like a, Election night, Joe Biden wins Arizona. Situation, right? Like, you got people coming on. Let me lay out the path. There's not really the path to 270 goes through. Yeah, these counties haven't reported yet. You know, like there's a lot of mail. Like there's there's a path. There's a path here. It's narrow. Here, here. Listen, okay. Here's here's the path. Uh, And I think there's two big things that the public perception, which is what is driving these numbers, right? The public perception, I think, will mess up. One we talked about. One is the fact that I don't think Charles Barkley is as bad as people thinks he think he is. I think he's I think he's terrible at golf, but I don't think he's that bad. Uh, also, people will think Steph Curry and Peyton Manning are much closer to the skill set of Phil Mickelson than they actually are. That's Phil true. is true. a billion times better than these guys. He just he wipes the floor with them. Okay, and Greg mentioned the coaching aspect of this. So I went back and I watched the match too. And Phil Mickelson told Tom Brady where to hit every single one of his putts. He was reading every single green for him. He was doing that. That is worth multiple shots around that Phil, that, that Steph Curry and Peyton Manning do not have access to that. That right there is that's the path and you're getting plus money on the pro. So this is the biggest thing I have, uh, We've talked about what the difference is between PGA Tour players and guys like Steph and Peyton. We've talked about it on this podcast. What's the difference between PGA Tour players and uh, Corn Ferry Tour players? Mm -hmm. The difference, the biggest separator of greatness in golf is not how good your good shot is. It's how good your bad shot is. And this team of Phil and Chuck has built in bad shots, bad bad, bad shots that I don't even know if Phil Mickelson can escape. And I think that's where the pathway and that's where I think the numbers and that's where I like the perception, all that Rick that you bring up, which I agree with. I just don't think it matters Mm. because it, the, 
the numbers don't affect the pathway and the pathway right now is blocked by Charles Barkley. And I just, I worry about those bad shots that he's going to hit. In, in some ways, Phil's been training his whole career for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> just recovery after recovery from horrendous shots. That's true. Yeah. And I mean, then I'm going to, I'm going to pick Steph and Peyton reluctantly because it feels like such a sucker bet i'm picking against a five-time major champion with a freaking quarterback and a shooting guard <laughs> it's, it's atrocious like what am i doing but i i don't know like the the thing for me like can barkley like barkley doesn't he just needs to not hit the ball in the water hit it he needs to hit it straight and just hit ground balls because if he does that I, I do think that Phil could like close the, the distance between, uh, you know, with the other two guys. And who knows? I mean, I don't know. It's not like maybe Peyton will be bad. I don't know how much he's been playing. Um, I do know how much Phil's been. I mean, Phil's like the only known thing here, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess Barkley being bad is like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I want to pick Phil and Barkley, but I'm going to, I'm going to have to pick Steph and, and Peyton. All right. We're going to find out. We're going to find out on Friday, day after Thanksgiving. Put a dent in your couch, hang out, and watch the match three. For all of our American viewers and listeners, enjoy Thanksgiving week. For all our international viewers and listeners, also enjoy your week. We're thankful for all of you. All good. Uh, Greg Ducharme, thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving. You can find And thank Greg. you, Rick. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you, too. You can find And all Greg of you listening. At The Real GFD, Kyle Porter. Happy Thanksgiving at Kyle Porter, CBS producer, Jacob behind the glass. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. You can find me. Oh, go ahead, Kyle. Uh, real quick. I just wanted to, <laughs> to say thank you to uh, producer Jacob. He puts up with our nonsense, you know, three or four days a week. And uh, I'm always hollering about just ridiculous things. And he does a great job and he, he makes, he makes the show run. So in, in all, in all earnestness and all, in all sincerity, I, I appreciate it. That's well said, Kyle. I second that. Producer Jacob is a saint, uh, and we are very thankful for him. This has been the First Cut Podcast. Catch you next time. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.